Welcome to Hannah's Heart. So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. No matter who we are, we can be inspired by the fact that Hannah took her pain to God and God heard her and was with her. So when she was praying at the temple, she had been weeping and not eating and her lips were moving, but her eyes were closed and the priest was like, why are you drunk at the temple? Because <laughs> yeah. it can become an obsession when you want Wanting a child so deeply. And desiring that baby and to be a mama. Every holiday, every Mother's Day. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome. But this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hi there, this is Kendra. And I'm Anne. And you are listening to Hannah's Heart on American Family Radio. That's right. Today, we are going to discuss a topic that was actually brought up by one of Hannah, Hannah's Heart's listeners. We love our listeners. Yes. Keep emailing us. <laughs> That's right. She emailed a question in about, here we go, this is a hard one, <laughs> how to know when God's answer is no. Ooh. Deep, fast. <laughs> so like that might be God's answer is no of God. Is it your will for us to have a biological child? Right. Maybe his answer is no. Right. Maybe his answer is not, not now. Right. Um, or it might be your question is, God, is this the child that you want us? Maybe you're fostering and you're hoping that it'll go to adoption and be, and Lord, is this going to be ours? Sometimes his answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, in the issues of fertility, how do we process and deal with those no's, but also how do we discern, is God saying no? Right, right. There's a lot of questions within the question, you know, mm-hmm. itself. Um, and so, but it, I do feel like it's something that we need to ask because I feel like anyone who is a Christian but is also dealing with infertility, this question is going to be asked at some point or another. I know for me and my husband personally, we definitely had this question over and over again sometimes. Yes, every every decision that you're making, because as believers, we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Right. And we, we don't want to get outside of God's will because it feels like, well, God can't bless us if we're, you know, doing something in our own strength and own effort. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, how do we decipher what the Lord is saying. (laughs) All right. So I think when we start off with the discussion of discerning the voice of God, um, it's helpful for us to pause and say, what are the ways that believers hear from God? How do we hear his voice? What does his voice sound like? Um, And of course, the, the number one way that I would point people to is the word of God. Right. So just a little situation here. Let's just say um, somebody is um, married and he's like, does God want me to cheat on my wife today? There's a Bible verse for that. There is a Bible <laughs> no, verse for that. No, he doesn't. That is not right. his will for right. you. Does God want me to murder my boss today? Nope. 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 Thou shalt That's not a murder, no. Right? Right. To so gossip, to yes. plenty so of things. There's all of these things that we can um, discern from God's will that are clear cut, this is God's will. Um, but Anne, are there any verses in the Bible that say how many IUI attempts a woman should go for? Unfortunately, no. That would be so helpful. There would be so it? many times I wish like one of these roadmaps that it shows me where Jesus walked, I would love one for my life, like to show me like where I'm supposed to go next. But um, it, you know, Christianity doesn't work like that. You know, that's what when our, where our faith steps in and, you know, we're really having that relationship with Christ and what you've already mentioned, being in the Word of God. There's no way to get closer to Him than talking to Him and right. listening to His Word. You yeah. Know? And, and sometimes that's just sitting at His feet 
And that's learning what his voice sounds like, right. which that's my second point. So the first is we, we go to the word of God to learn what his will is. Secondly, we have to learn his voice so that he can speak into our individual situations. Yeah. So it's like learning the character of God. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, let's just say one of your... Um, lovely children that you have been fostering comes to you and says, my brother said that you said that I could have all the candy I wanted. <laughs> you know, it'd be like, hmm, does that sound like hmm. something that Anne would really say? say? Did that? she say that? You know, we can do it that. It could happen though. They would say that. <laughs> we could do that with a voice of God, you know, where you yeah. say, does, I think God's telling me to do this, but does that sound like something that's consistent with his character and nature and what I've learned about who he is? Um, A verse that I think is really helpful is um, John chapter 10, verse 27. And it says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. And we know that God describes himself as the good shepherd. Mm -hmm. And I love this analogy of sheep. So, and one time I was filming um, out in uh, a sheep pasture with a bunch of sheep. And uh, so I work for American Family Studios. I do some filming for our church on the side. This was a church project. And this farmer had told me he was like hey all you got to do is shape shake this food and the sheep will come running that's what i do every morning you put the food out wherever you want it and they will be in your shot it'll be perfect so i go out there and he's like by the way i'm not going to be there the day you're filming just come on here you go so i got to film this y'all and first of all i got there and it was still dark out and sheep at night look like creepy little aliens like their (laughs) eyes glow and it was terrifying and there's this big sheep dog and i was like my heart was beating and so I was like here sheep here sheep and I take the food and I'm shaking it and I kid you not those sheep looked up at me and rolled their little sheep eyes and said who do you think that you are I am not coming to you oh god they wouldn't come even though I had their food and I did everything the shepherd did but I realized it was my voice that was creeping them out mm-hmm. because it wasn't the voice of the shepherd that they heard every day every when they day. were being fed. Yeah. And so it made me think a lot about this analogy of hearing God's voice as being the shepherd. What makes the sheep listen to the shepherd's voice? It's that every day they've developed this relationship with a shepherd where he's taking them to good pasture. And he's like, hey, guys, come over here. If you stick with me, I'm going to take you to the green pasture. Right. And then every night he's like, hey, if you guys stick with me, I'm not going to let those wolves get you. And the yeah. sheep realize like, hey, hanging out with this shepherd guy has perks. Yeah, right. I'm he safe. takes I'm care, of, care of I'm loved. And they, that bond is formed. So then they hear his voice. So then when the shepherd needs to give instruction or commands, come here, sheep, come here, sheep, you know, he can say that and they identify his voice. They learn his voice from daily going to pasture with the shepherd. Yeah. And I think for us as believers, how do we hear the voice of God? Daily going to pasture with God, our good shepherd. That's being in your word every day. Mm-hmm. And it, the Bible says that it is our daily bread. It is our food. That's right. <laughs> so daily being consistently in the word of God helps you learn how to identify the voice of God. Because it's so tempting as believers to be like, I don't really care what God says about the situation with my friends and I, we're gossiping about this person. I don't really care about mm-hmm. what God thinks about this. But then the big things that we care about, like, oh my gosh, who, who do, oh my goodness, who do I marry? Who do I, um, you know, what school do I go to? The big decisions yeah. are the things that we bring to God. And he's like, I care about the little things and mm-hmm. I, I need to be consistent in your life. Yeah. 
That's so true. That's so true, Kendra. And then, yeah, I feel like I've even been guilty of this whenever I'm not in the word like I need to be. I still complain about not hearing. Like, he's just not speaking to me, you know? Mm. Like, I, I don't know what the next move is. And then I'm like, but have you really gone to Scripture and studied it like you need to? Because he, when we allow him to, he's definitely going to meet us where we're at and speak to us about everything. Yes. You know? So God's Word, we, he speaks to us through his Word. He speaks to us just his voice and his character. And the last thing I had is the thing that I think we tend to lean on a lot is like, God, speak to me in a dream, or I want some other person to speak into mm-hmm. my life, or mm-hmm. I want some sort of sign yeah. to happen. God historically has done that. You look sure. in the Bible and like countless, yeah, countless Joseph things. had a dream, warmed yeah. in a vision. And Moses you, had a bush. You had a dream. From I the had Lord. a dream. <laughs> you did, which is so, it's such a cool part of your story. Go hear the full thing on our <laughs> podcast page on Ann and Will's story. But yeah, like God does speak like that. But yeah. I think as, as believers, when we're like decision paralyzed and we're trying to decide something we want the flashy signs yes we want the dreams the visions the people speaking to us and sometimes we have to learn to trust the still small voice of god's word in our life oh yeah i've definitely over the years of struggling to have a baby and you know having miscarriages i remember just wanting like someone to come lay their hands on me and be like I just, the Holy Spirit told me you were going to have a baby by 2021, you know, whatever. The Holy Spirit said you're going to have a baby. And I just remember like, just because you hear those stories of Mm. that happening for people. And I just remember being like, I want a story like that, you know. Um, But then, yeah, like, I think we're going to hit on this in just a little bit. But like, God's plans are always better than our plans. And I know we've all heard that and it sounds so nice and it doesn't feel so nice at the time though when that that plan hasn't come to fruition the way that we want it to. But he, when when we hear the, you know, statement, he is literally, and scripture, he is working all things out for, all things out for mm-hmm. our good. He really is. Mm-hmm. We just don't know exactly what that looks like at the time. So let me ask you a question. Um, and this is something, to be honest, I've, struggled with going back and forth on my answer and I keep going back to scripture but do you believe that God has one perfect will or mm. does he have multiple options and is like these are good options and these are bad options you pick Kendra <laughs> um man see that's so hard because I feel like um yeah if he has that one perfect will and then me as a human I'd, I mess it up. I mess what up. Happens? Yeah. yeah. Am I just like done for life now? Mm. Or is that when the Lord comes back and has to fix everything? You know, um, I don't know how I feel like if we're talking, just thinking about our topic today, how to know when God's answer is no. Um, I feel like this topic looks so different for so mm. many people. You know, like we even discussed earlier um, when me and you were just talking, like it, it, maybe not a no, but maybe not a maybe it's a not yet you know like in February of 2021 I had accepted that the Lord was saying no I had come to that point in my life of being like okay God I get it like we're not gonna have a biological baby Mm -hmm. like I just remember thinking and being like it's okay it's okay and then yeah May comes up and I'm pregnant and it was like a whole whirlwind of like what Uh, I'm excited but like are we sure about this you know and so what I interpreted as the Lord saying no, because so many things that I had wanted to work out over the years that didn't, I had interpreted that as the Lord saying no. Mm. But 
really looking back now it was like not yet and this is not the way I want it done I sometimes want it done this way no and sometimes it's not yet yeah oh, that's yeah so good to hear and so and then yeah it's yeah. different like I had accepted it that our it, it might just be adoption it might be mm-hmm. continuing to foster now it might be all three you know and so yeah uh, I feel like for each person what you know the Lord speaks in different ways mm-hmm. I feel like to different people we he uses different ways to speak to people um and so yeah I feel like per story yeah uh, this is going to look different for each person well and I think trusting in God's ability to keep you from making the wrong decision so like there's there's big decisions like who do I marry or God yeah. do you want us to adopt mm-hmm. but those are like big ticket issues (laughs) and then there's stuff like god do you want me to eat a banana for breakfast or an apple and like i tend to think on little stuff like that he's like what are you craving my child (laughs) yeah it's really all right you can make this decision (laughs) yes i think i tend to get in my head a little bit too much sometimes with trying to discern the will of god and it will get me into like a decision paralyzed moment and so we actually had this eric and i when we were praying about do we start off with fostering do we start off with adoption do we start off with snowflake adoption do we start off with biological children and fertility treatments and I told Eric, I was like, I just, I'm, I don't want to make the wrong call. I don't want to make God mad. Right. <laughs> I don't want to, it might not be blessed if we pick the wrong, I don't want to waste money or time or energy and all of these resources if it's not the will of God. And my husband, he really helped me in that moment. And he just said, Kendra, I'm looking at all of these options and I see that your heart is situated to want to honor God. And I really think that God could be honored in any of these options. So what we need to do is let's just pray. Let's see what we think we're led to do first. And then let's start walking in that Mm -hmm. and trust that if it's the wrong option, God is a good loving father. He's a good shepherd. If you're about to fall off a cliff, he's going to try to put a few signs or things in your path to stop you and keep you and hold you back. And that second part of John says, Um, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hands. Now that's talking about our eternal security in in God. You know, once you are his child, he is a little protective of you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that also applies to, I heard um, Priscilla Shire, I think that's how you say your name, Mm -hmm. talking about um, in a Discerning God's Voice series. She said she had two children and she said whenever they would cross the street, one of her kids was like, ooh red ball and he would just like dart off into traffic and then the other kid would like wait and look up at her and be like mommy may may we cross (laughs) and would like lift a hand and she said because of the two different attitudes of her children one kid she knew anytime a parking lot was in 100 feet she had to grab his forearm and pinch it (laughs) and just just hold him him tight (laughs) yeah and the other kid's hand she could kind of hold loosely but it was she said it's the responsibility of the parent you know to be mindful because they know their children and god knows us as his children if if you have a tendency to run away and jump into things without thinking um, he knows that and um, as long as you're seeking him trust that he has the ability to slow you down if you start to make a wrong call (laughs) right right for sure um so whenever we talk about um we, our next topic is how to position yourself to hear God. Oh, so good. <laughs> so what does that look like? Oh, goodness. Okay, so I think sometimes when you go to pray for something and you want one option so badly, I think sometimes we can be like, Lord, if you want me to have a baby, la, 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 let, let the 
no earthquakes happen today. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's like, oh, wow, you really want one thing. And so it's not wrong to desire one thing heavily, but I think it comes down to surrender. Yeah. And I don't think you're positioned to clearly hear God unless you have taken that thing that you desire and completely surrendered it and laid Mm -hmm. it on the altar. And Mm -hmm. to be like, God, I'm willing to hear yes, but I'm also willing to hear no. If you're only willing to hear yes, you might not hear the no. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. scary. Um, There's a a scripture in Romans that I think is really helpful. Um, And it's talking about how do we test and approve what God's will for our life is. Um, It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his perfect, pleasing, sorry, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Mm. So I... I think this is telling us what it's is kind of telling yeah, us <laughs> what is the position that you have to be in yeah. in order to hear God's voice, and I love that phrase, a living sacrifice. Like, what does that mean to you? And personally, mm-hmm. what does it mean for you to be a living sacrifice? I feel like it's a daily choice. Mm. You know, kind of like what we've we've all heard. You know, you pick up your cross daily. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's it's a choice that we have to. Um, willingly make every day to surrender our wants and desires um, and how we want to live our lives to whatever Christ has for us today. You know, you've heard of that um, living with open hands, you know, because like we're we're just needing to live in that form um, for us to be truly directed by the Lord and what um, he has to offer us for that day. And um, Mm -hmm. we have to be willing to accept that and sometimes that's harder you know some days are easier than others Mm -hmm. um to do that because i know dealing with infertility and those decisions doctor's appointments medicines all that kind of stuff there were some days i didn't honestly really care what the lord was saying like i Mm. wanted a baby and so So did i really go to the lord that day and be like god do you do you want me to take this medicine do you want you know No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But um, I feel like I definitely learned along the way um, how to more do that and um, just how important that was with that part of my life. Oh, that's so helpful. Um, You know, I think built into that phrase, living sacrifice, like you said, it's that daily surrendering to God. It would be like sacrifices in the Bible. You take a lamb and you kill it or (laughs) whatever, like it's done, it's dead. And so... There are many Christians who really do give their lives, they're martyrs Mm -hmm. for the sake of the gospel. But I think it's so much harder to be a living sacrifice. Well, not, I don't know, harder. They're both pretty tough. But that daily sacrifice, that daily dying to yourself is is exhausting. It is. And you have to do that with infertility and miscarriage Mm -hmm. throughout the entire journey of trusting God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hard stuff. Mm. Um, so the next thing that uh, what came to my mind with this, and then even through an article that, um, I read about this topic, um, was still allowing yourself to grieve. So Mm. like, it's, it's hard to get a no, it's even hard to get a not yet, you Mm know? Um, well, I feel like with infertility, if we were able to see the future and be like, oh, it's just a not yet. Okay. I can survive until next year. Um, Life doesn't work like that, though. But um, when we're 
get when we're told no or what we're viewing as a no that it's hard and so um I feel like it's so important to grieve what you thought this Christmas was gonna look like Mm. or what you thought your days were gonna look like because you thought that you would have that baby you know Mm -hmm. um And so I feel like it is important to say, God, this really hurts. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is still a no for me month after month, it, this hurts, but I'm still going to cheat what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to choose to live for you daily because I know you're working all things out for my good. And I'm not saying it's just that simple to admit that every day, but I feel like, um, it's important to do. And so, uh, one thing that came to my head, like God, our pain doesn't surprise God. I think it makes him sad. He doesn't want his children mm. to hurt, um, but he can handle our pain. Um, and he knows what we feel before we can even put our words into what we're feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, and so Psalm thirty four eighteen is what came um, up whenever I was looking for verses with this. It says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And I'm like, it just should have like infertility besides that yes. verse. Beside that verse, like you're when you're struggling with infertility, here's your verse. Um, mm-hmm. Because how much more brokenhearted can you get when you lose a baby? Um, and then how much more crushed in spirit? Like God, I don't know if I can do this another month. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this another month. You know, and so, um, but He is there. He's always sovereign yeah. through it. And it's hard to see, but he ends up being faithful. And I know I even feel kind mm-hmm. of bad be saying things like that now that I'm gonna I'm having a baby now. That sounds like it'd be easier for me to say, but like I, I'm not that far removed from before. I didn't know that this mm-hmm. baby would ever happen for me, you know. And so um, the fact that he is all always sovereign. It says in Deuteronomy to be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread for the, it is the Lord, your God who goes with you. He does not leave you or forsake you. So mm. at, at those doctor's appointments, whenever it feels like you're the only one in the room or when you're having to do really weird tests or take that medicine again that other people don't even know what that medicine is, you know, um, or when you're crying in the bathroom, because it's another failed pregnancy test, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it says that he's with you and he's not going to forsake you, so even good. even though it sometimes feels like that. I like what you said, too, about um, that God's will is not for us to have pain. Yeah. Um, because it's a reminder that God's initial plan for all of humanity was the Garden of Eden. Right. Perfection. Like, if you're like what was God's plan? Like, let's look at chapter one of Genesis, right. like to walk with him and to have no pain or sickness mm-hmm. or death. And so when it comes to the question of, well, was it God's will for me to have a miscarriage? Is mm-hmm. it God's will for me to struggle with infertility? Um, some who have listened to our show know that my husband is um, a paraplegic. He was injured in a car accident with he, when he was 15. And he's really struggled with this question of, was it God's will for me mm-hmm. to be? Yeah. You know, And I think what it comes down to is, of course, God's will is for us to not have pain. But because we messed up in the Garden of Eden, there is sickness and there's um, death. And all of these things are the result of evil in our world. Right. Um, and yet God in his grace um, has has made a way through Jesus for us to be restored to the Father. And that's our, that's our ultimate hope. For um, sure. I, I do want to say one thing as far as people who are listening who are struggling with 
um, a lot of obstacles that are coming up. Um, it's easy when you're trying to discern, does God want us to do this thing when it gets hard to feel like, well, that's God saying no, you know, and not everything that God calls you to do will be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, adoption is hard. Right. Fostering is hard. Fertility treatments are hard. All three of these are hard. Yeah. So don't rely on feelings. Right. Um, well, even having kids is hard. Yes. You having know, like kids is hard. These moms, if, if you're a mom that's listening, you're like, okay, but I woke up four times in the middle of the night last night. Mm-hmm. You know, that's hard, you know? So yeah, I mean, like everyone's heart can look so different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as long as we're willing to let the Lord be the healer so of of our heart. Um, last verse that I wanted to bring up was is Revelation twenty one four. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And what a promise that is. Amen. When we think about oh, there's no more pain, mm. there's no more crying. Because, yeah, infertility, that's an everyday thing sometimes. Losing a baby is that that's part of your life every yeah. day, you know. Having that eternal mindset really does help our perspective. Right. Well, right. if you're listening to this, um, we are praying for you as you discern the will of God for your life. Yeah. Just remember, you got to be in His Word. You've got to learn His character, what His voice sounds like. And we can't tell you what route God is going to mm-hmm. lead you to. Mm-hmm. That's between you and, you and your spouse to discern what God's plan is. But I know this. I know that God will not let anyone snatch his his sheep from his hand. That's he's right. going to hold you. He's going to give you those answers. And we are absolutely praying for you. That's right. Please email us at hannahsheart at afa.net for any further questions or comments. And find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.